Here's the Baltimore. Here's the good friends. Salute. Good times. Good memories. Good Salute. stories. Cheers. And not getting Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> it's still <laughs> hangover in the morning. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Baltimore Fire Drill. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yeah, we are in Baltimore, Maryland for Baltimore Comic Con 2016. And we have a whole slew of people here with us. Uh, I have no idea how this recording is going to come out, but we're going to try barrel through it. So why don't we go ahead around the table, everyone introduce themselves, and, uh, and then we'll kind of take the, the talk from there. Uh, uh, first, uh, Uncle T-Bag, your, your good buddy Travis. I'm Tony Berry, owner of Superfly Comics and Games. Find us on Facebook. Rock Mastrangelo, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know where to find me. Woo! Wait, you're not on Facebook. <laughs> Brian Lang, straight from Georgia. JP from Virginia. Nick from Ohio. All right, guys. Um, so we said this was going to be a listener episode, and a lot of listeners came out, uh, more than what could even be here, but... Um, Mr. Brian Lang came out, who's my first time meeting him. Uh, John, your second time seeing him. Um, brought us a ridiculously awesome print uh, of uh, a Star Joe's cover with a bunch of different Star Joe's related characters on it. It was, uh, it's one of those things where that's the type of stuff I don't expect. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know what to say when a listener does something that awesome. So it was very appreciative, Brian. It was really cool of you. Um, how's Baltimore been for everyone, though? Like, anyone have any stories they want to share? Of, uh, we're on Saturday, by the way, so uh, so we still have one more day. So who knows what else could happen? But <laughs> every restaurant in Baltimore auto gratuities, right? Uh, not a bad thing, and uh, nothing like seeing roughly thirty thousand people. 
not believe a fire drill. And then they come <laughs> over and say, no, really, there's a fire drill, people. No, seriously, this is actually a fire drill. <laughs> Uniquely. Yeah, so Please vacate the premises. Fire alarm. Fire so, alarm, yes. So let's explain that. So we had, um, on Saturday, around 6 o'clock, so an hour before the con's about to end, the fire alarm goes off, hence the name of the episode. Um, and we're all just standing around. They come on the announcement, and they go... Uh, that is the fire alarm. Uh, we're looking into it, which basically, as far as I was concerned, meant don't move, don't worry about leaving yet. Or, and then, like, what, two minutes, three minutes later, they came out of the, uh, we do need you to evacuate the building. <laughs> um, and we all left uh, and uh, couldn't find each other at all. And uh, then they we're all safe. Us, yeah, we're everybody all safe, and to their credit, the... The folks that run the convention, initially they were going to expand the hours. That didn't work as they had planned, but they did decide to give everybody that was a Saturday attendee only a badge for Sunday or a pass for Sunday. So that was, that was a awesome. great business decision on their part. They haven't had a fire drill here, I believe, in like 12 years. So it was a, it was exciting for all of us. I, you know, this is my, I guess, sixth year coming. And, yeah, it made for an entertaining afternoon. But uh, it's been a great weekend. It's been great to see everybody. Uh, great crowds, great to see so many creators, and we've talked to a bunch of people about potentially being on the show sooner than later, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. Uh, did uh, Nick and myself got to go meet Kevin Eastman on uh, Friday. Uh, when he came in, the line wasn't too bad for him, so we were like, let's knock this one out right away. I did ask Kevin Eastman to come on the show. He is willing to. Uh, we'll see if we actually get to close that deal as far as getting them on, but he uh, he said his wife sets up all the interviews, I gave him our business card, and he said uh, once there's kind of a lull in the work, she'll reach out to us and arrange some uh, some time for him to come on, so I'm really looking forward to, to that happening. Um, and he was a cool guy, very, you know, very down to earth, loves his fans, um, just, I mean, he was just, he was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, he takes the time to talk to you a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very engaging. So uh, today his line was significantly longer. <laughs> his line this morning, I was sixth or seventh. His line was cut off by ten fifteen. Floor opened at ten, and his morning signing was cut off by ten fifteen because that many people showed up. Um, this is not the first time I've seen that. Tony and I have seen him at Dayton. I've seen him in Detroit. Like Kevin Eastman is literally a rock star at... I've never Kim- seen his line that long, though. It went back to, to the wall, and then along the wall, three aisles over, at least. Crazy. Um, has any, did anyone else have a chance to meet him, Rock? I know you tried to get into I line. I attempted to meet him. <laughs> I attempted to cut Travis in line with some staring eyes on me, some people give me some bad looks. I tried to grease them with that $10 bill. I slipped it to the guy behind me and said, you don't mind if I'm in the spot. Because I'm Travis's buddy. I'm going to... And he uh, ratted me out to the whole line. Because <laughs> I don't think these hundreds of people waiting for Kevin Eastman's autograph would appreciate it. So I <laughs> scurried away and the line never died down. Never got the autograph. I just want you to know, Rock, that if I was the person in line, I would have taken the $10 and said, oh, he had been here all along. I mean, I did have an option, which I'm kind of now regretting, that Travis could have gotten another autograph for $20. Right. Hindsight being what it is, I should have just ponied up to 20 But honestly, I don't feel it was worth $20. 
if I would have bought us, you know, I, I don't even know you anymore. Kevin Eastman's not worth twenty dollars. I'm not a huge <laughs> Turtles fan. I'm more of a GI. All right, rocks off the show now. <laughs> hey, who is that guy talking? Brian, you got to meet him as well, right? You got to. You were in Eastman's line early on Friday. I that, think. That's right. Pro tip: spend about a hundred bucks, and you don't have to wait in line as long because they sort of move you over to say, if you want to buy the sketch, yeah, you can you can rub elbows with them for a minute. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Oh, I think it was 100 bucks. That's all right. I, I, so, <laughs> excellent, great $100 sketch cover. We'll get you right there. That's all the access you need. Nice. Anybody had any uh, interesting interactions or people they hadn't met before that they, other than people we hadn't met, like Brian coming coming to meet a lot of us, but any creators or anybody, any reactions you had in the last couple of days that were exciting or of note? I finally got to talk to Josh Blaylock. Uh, G.I. Joe art- or writer artist of Convention Special Zero uh, about his DDP run and uh, he told me you know, the original uh, the, the original plot and process for that was Cobra Commander went missing at the end of Real American Hero the Marvel stuff and he had told me the original plot was that he was going to every continent to get that continent or that country's evil alliance, whether it be like the Russian Mafia, um, Al-Qaeda, like all these terrorist sects to where Cobra would be officially everywhere, and then Joe would have gone to every continent or split up to save the world. That's pretty cool. And because uh, of the events that happened the day after Issue 1 came out, it became a very sensitive subject with terrorists, so uh, DDP nixed it and said to go a more kid route with, with the book. Okay. I never heard that before. So he also, he talked to us about his new property coming out. I don't remember the name of it. But he said it's very Joe-esque. Yeah, it's, he, he's, he swears up and down it's going to appeal to fans of Joe's and Transformers. Eagle Force. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about like a a future where there's like a Skynet type AI that was sort of the good guy but was taken down by a, a, a human resistance and now um, because that AI network was taken down all the robots are sort of just like your average Joes and we got humans and robots living together trying to figure out this world and it sounds like that's going to be pretty interesting it's coming out next year that's yeah, cool he specifically did say I want to tap into the Joe audience that I had so okay I'll, I'll give it a try. Anyone else have any uh, interesting interactions with uh, any creators? Or Don't be shy. I'd have to say one of the things uh, you mentioned, did we meet anyone of note? And I actually have had a lot of interactions with people that you could say are, are not of note. And some of these uh, up-and-coming creators, you know, don't... Especially if you're getting a sketch from them or if you're getting any uh, commissions, they'll really bust their butt to get you something really nice. And I, I've yeah. really been impressed with a lot of the, you know, the up-and-comers, the people that are, are not know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we once again uh, got commissions from Dean Cott, uh, who uh, did an impressive job, and I think we keep bringing more and more work to him. <laughs> so, uh, but he did a, a Phantom for me, and uh, I mentioned on the show a few times, but I have a 80 sketchbook, and I have a list of characters that I want uh, drawn, and so he looked at the list, and he was like, 
and one of them was the Phantom from Defenders of the Earth. And he's like, is the Phantom from Defenders of the Earth different from the regular Phantom? And I was like, nope, not at all. Go ahead and draw. And he did an impressive piece with, like, the whole scene around it and everything else. And I was like, and after he was done, I took it over to uh, Chris DiRusso. And Chris says to me, he's like, these types of guys are the ones that... I get angry with because I always want to draw backgrounds and scenes and everything else but he says I'm always afraid I'm going to muddy up the and, and make it too dark by doing that and then I went and told Dean Cotts that story when I went to go pick up my book and uh, he's like uh, he's like well see I do all the scenes and everything else because then it takes your eye away from any mistakes I made on the character <laughs> very nice um, I met uh, Howard Chaikin, and uh, which was one of the people I absolutely was a must meet for me. Uh, he could not have been nicer. He signed my artist edition for uh, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars artist edition, first few issues. And I said this was uh, a big part of my childhood. Was uh, was the Marvel Star Wars comic, and he said, "I'm sorry for your childhood," uh, <laughs> but it was more of a, a dig on himself that came across as than rather than a like, "Oh, sorry that you wasted your life on Star Wars." Um, and then I went over to uh, Tom Palmer, and who did a lot of the inks uh, for the Star Wars Marvel issues, and I told him uh, Howard Chaikin's story, and he said he laughed, but then he's like. Well, this is a big part of me growing up too. He says, even though I was older and doing the work, he says that it was a big part of my life, and he says I enjoyed it. The interesting thing that I really liked out of it is the artist edition. If you ever look at the cover of it, and there is a full form of it inside the issue, the cover of it is the original cover that was meant for Star Wars number one, which is, if you look at it, it's very different than what they ended up doing and he said what happened was they got a message from the editors that they wanted to put some of the spaceships into the cover and some of the explosions and everything else so they had to shrink down what the original concept was but if you ever google the the uh, artist edition for star wars you'll see the cover and that of that uh, artist edition and that's what the original cover for star wars number one is supposed to be i met an amazing man it is the first man to ever deny me any sort of commissions. His name is <laughs> Mr. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez Handler. <laughs> I have tried every trick in the book. I've sold to moms, dads, grandmas, lawyers, judges. Played every trick in the book. This man has said multiple no's. I am, I, I am now sad because I, I cannot, cannot crack this man. And... He has an amazing two-letter word called no, and he uses it all the time. And for anyone that doesn't know, if there's anybody who could get a creator to do a drawing that they normally wouldn't do because they, they're just there to do autographs or they're just not taking commissions or they're not drawing anything right now, Travis is that guy that will get the guy to... Uh, maybe feel sorry for him or understand the situation or appreciate why they're why he's there and we'll actually do the drawing i mean you you've gotten a few like little minor sketches even today yeah i uh, i got a, a jim starlin jim starlin doesn't do hardly any sketches and i finally uh, after leaving his line after 45 minutes uh which i found out he was talking to howard chaikin 
because Ryan was waiting to meet Howard Chaikin, and the Howard Chaikin fans couldn't meet Howard Chaikin, and the Jim Starlin fans couldn't meet Jim Starlin because they were conversing. Uh, I have a, a very small Ed McGinnis who doesn't do head sketches, and uh, I have a, a Deadpool uh, sketch from him. So I've got a very, very good track record that, I, that I'm, I'm proud of, but kid you not, man, Mr. Handler, I don't even know his name, and that probably because I'm so mad at him, but he, he, he's got me, he's got my number, so, but they're still tomorrow morning, so to be continued. And everyone will be happy to know that Shannon did uh, get a commission from Garcia Lopez. Not only did he get a commission, he got two commissions, because I also won the sketch lottery. Yes, and uh, he also got his hug in, and Garcia Lopez now knows Shannon's name, because we were walking back to the hotel room and we actually saw Garcia Lopez uh, outside uh, having a smoke and uh, we took a picture with him and said that we were friends of the guy with the glasses that always hugs him and he goes, oh, Shannon? (laughs) And we should point out that Shannon is unfortunately not with us tonight because as a true creator and professional, he is out networking and looking to continue to build his own book of business beyond our silly podcast so um he's had he's had a wonderful weekend because he's gotten his hugs he's gotten a bunch of lopez art and uh the uh the uh the the guys stopping by the table haven't been too weird yeah (laughs) we got to talk common rider it's been great speaking of uh weird situations uh, yes (laughs) so in a previous episode, we mentioned that uh, John met someone at... It was at AwesomeCon. It was at AwesomeCon. So, uh, John met someone at AwesomeCon who he uh, did not remember his name. Oh, yeah. And then I had talked about later in that episode about, hey, if you're at BaltimoreCon, come by Shannon's table. We'll probably be there uh, and hang out with us. Don't be afraid afraid to hang out with us. Uh, and I gave the example of a guy named Andre who came by Robert's table the one year and talked with us for a few minutes but then kind of left and didn't really spend much time with us. And I didn't know if he felt like he just was intruding or something like that, and I wanted to make it very clear, like, never feel like you're intruding. Well, Andre came back to uh, BaltimoreCon this year. Not Anthony. What's that? It's not Anthony. No. Uh, it's John's mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Andre came came back to BaltimoreCon this year, and... Uh, he actually hung around for a while with us. Well, then while we were talking to him, we found out that uh, Andre was also the guy <laughs> that John met at AwesomeCon. <laughs> well, I should say it started when he came up to the table and he says, I have a bone to pick with you. And I said, it's Anthony, isn't it? And he said, no, it's Andre. <laughs> I'm the Andre that he was that, that Ryan was talking about meeting three years ago, and he remembered my name. So now, my mea culpa to him, Andre... Again, his name is Andre, and I know he's listening. Mr. Andre. Andre started some sketchbooks this weekend, and to to appeal, to placate him and, and help soothe the, the pain of me not remembering his name, I introduced him to a handful of artists, uh, got him some sketches set up, and then with the, uh, the fun that was the uh, 6 o'clock fire alarm, uh, unfortunately Andre had to leave, so I'm now going to be taking care of his sketchbooks and getting them to him. <laughs> Hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, he'll have them in in his own in his hands but uh but yeah andre we're sorry you couldn't hang out and come come be on the show tonight but uh again andre 
Yeah. <laughs> His name is Andre. The giant. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it was awesome because he, he did hang around for, for a while and we got, got to talk to him for quite a while and uh, uh, he's still listening to the show, which was awesome to find out after three years that someone's still sticking around listening to us for what God knows what reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that was a very funny uh, coincidence. Um, so, what I know what I came to Baltimore for, and we, we talked about that in the episode. I know what, pretty much what you came to the show for, John. Like, what, what did you guys come, like, what was your reason for coming to Baltimore? How, was there anyone in particular that you were looking to, to meet? Was there things you were looking to buy? Was there, you know... What, what was on your agenda for this weekend? John McRae was on my agenda. Uh, I have a Marine Corps-themed sketchbook. Uh, John McRae did Hitman. Uh, Hitman and uh, another secondary character called Nat the Hat, both Marines. So that was my goal for the weekend period. Okay. So got that done the first day. And that piece came out awesome, too. That yes. Was, that was a sweet piece. Anyone else? Me, I... Get away from the wife and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Too honest. There were plenty of, plenty of creators that I saw and plenty of creators that I met, but the, quite honestly, the main reason, not to be too sappy, but it's the people around this table right here that I came to see. Awesome. I'd like to concur that. Um, I really came, number one, to see everybody, go toy shopping, bullshit with you guys, which we always enjoy, but I really wanted to come... I met Ryan six years ago through this podcast. We went to a tiny little convention in nowhere, Reading, Pennsylvania. Super show. Super show. Where I met so many people, Keith Knudsen, Mike Myers, Chuck, Robert Atkins. So many people that I never thought that I'd still be talking to to this day. And I gotta say, through this podcast, not that I've met people, but meeting Ryan is by far one of... I don't know how to put this in words, but he's definitely... Uh, a person who he'll give you the shirt off his back, share a bed with you. If he had money in his wallet, he'd give you half of it. And I will know. I'm going to say I want to thank him. So, and, and Rock is literally sharing a bed with me this weekend. <laughs> there some cue the music. <laughs> I had to tell him those are not pillows. <laughs> but no, I want to give you know, Ryan, all you guys do a podcast. You do this out of the love of it. You do it for the fans. You, do it, you want people to hear what you're putting out. This podcast costs Ryan money. It takes him numerous hours that we never see him editing and inserting these different sound clips that make the show so good. Like this one. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He never, <laughs> he's never asked him a dime from anybody. He's never asked for anything. So I wanted to get something, Ryan, a gift to show my appreciation as a fan. I thought that was later in bed. <laughs> Cue the music. A money shot isn't considered a tip. No, I wanted to get Ryan something as a thank you, as a fan, as a friend, as a token. For all the work he's done over the years, I wouldn't know you guys if it wasn't for Ryan. I wouldn't have met John Thurman. I wouldn't have met any of you guys. 
So I want to give a token of appreciation to Ryan. We want to do a live unboxing on okay. the air. And a token of appreciation, because, I mean, everybody out there listening, it's a little thank you. So this is what I want to give Ryan as a thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I think thanks. I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> well, it's it's not a. It's sex not toy. vibrating. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not a vibe. It's not vibrating. I didn't get you a flash a flashlight. So you forgot it's to add batteries. Though. It's got uh, it's got Batman wrapping paper with the Joker on, which is pretty cool. That's why from my son's birthday. Nice. Oh, dude. Oh, you gotta be freaking kidding me. All right, so this is a uh, Star Wars Episode One R two D two. Uh, mint on card in a clamshell, but here's the coolest thing about it: it's signed by Kenny Baker. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh, we just lost. And Rock, you know what a big fan I am of R2D2. We all know. So everybody's a fan of the show knows the debate: R2D2, C3PO, blueberry muffin, chocolate chip muffin. We all know Ryan's and R2D2. We all know we just <laughs> lost Kenny Baker. Yeah. I kind of, you know, through listening to a lot of Star Wars podcasts, I've heard for a while that he's in bad health, and I did go out and acquire a few of these autograph figures knowing that he was going to pass, but instead of being a flipper on eBay, one of these guys that marks things up, I said, you know who would really appreciate this more than some guy on eBay? Ryan. And my, I said, instead of me selling this, I would much rather any day of the week give this to Ryan than sell it. Because I know Ryan will appreciate this a hundred times more than any person out there. So this is my way of saying thank you. I know all of you guys out there are saying, I say thank you too. And that's how I, I was a token of something I know we could put in the recording studio. Yeah, for sure. And just be a reminder of, hey, this is why I spend these hours in this room editing and everything I do. It's a little thank you from the fans like us. So, Dude. Ryan, thank you for doing this podcast. I love you like a brother from another mother. Absolutely. You and everybody. So, my, that's my thank you to you. Dude, I I honestly, again, like I said, with the thing for, for Brian, I, it's stuff like this, I don't have any words. Like, it, this show literally started as two guys at work going hey, we could do a podcast. And I actually took a step back at the, uh, we were out at Tiernanog uh, last night, and there was a bunch of people sitting at a table, more than we even have here, like just a big group of people. And I was like, took a step back, and Chuck saying those words to me, and me going, yeah, let's do it, and putting that together, I was like, that's what brought us all together. Because I finally, we were just finally like, this little thing that we weren't expecting anyone to listen. We weren't. We were just like, let's get together. Let's just record some stuff. Throw it out there. If a few people listen. That's great. Never had any intention of making friendships out of it. Like that wasn't a thought about it. It was just like two guys getting together to talk about geeky stuff. We didn't think about the friendships. We didn't think about the interviews. We didn't like. We never thought we were going to do interviews with people. Not only did we do interviews, but the guys we started doing interviews with are now co-hosts on the show and some of my closest friends. Um, like to your point, I would have never met you, Rock. I would have never met John. I would have never met anyone at the table. The only person I would have known was Nick, and that was because Chuck and Nick grew up together. Nobody here would I have known otherwise, and. I have so many people, even ones that couldn't be here today, that I consider some of my closest friends 
and probably friends I'm going to have the rest of my life. And it's all because I decided to hit record one day and decided to not stop hitting record. And you won't stop hitting record. I'm not going to stop hitting record. I'm going to keep going. This is really the last episode. Don't believe believe the hype. We're all going to go cry in our beers and then call it a day. We love you, Ryan. And the the funny thing is I remember going back, it has to be six years ago, maybe a little bit more, my wife saying... So we're going to a, a comic book convention with some guys you've never met that you listen to a thing over your iPod? <laughs> and I said, yes, we're going to Reading, Pennsylvania. We're going to Amish country to listen to buy comic books? What? Whoever thought now, which is something that every year all of us know, you put away 20 bucks here and there. You sell something on eBay to put away some money. You look all year to seeing these guys once a year hopefully more than that but this has become like our mecca this is Baltimore for what it is this is our pilgrimage every year and it's nice to see all of you guys so. and, and, I, and I will say too um, to, to even give you one up on that funniest, a good funny story aside with Travis um, Travis I, I interacted with on Facebook and, and everything much like I have with Brian never met Brian before but interacted with him a lot through Facebook and, and everything else messages personal messages yeah. or PMs through the, the forums and some posts and, yeah. and things like that so um, some for the so we said we we're going out we said we we're going out, <laughs> we said we we're going out to Baltimore and Travis reached out to me and says well I want to go out to Baltimore would you guys care if I came with you and he lived, in, he lived in Dayton, right, not too far from us. And I said, I don't care. That sounds great. More people in the car, the better. And, right. Um, so that was the year that Nick, Chuck, and myself, and Travis went out to Baltimore, and uh, Robert had a table there. And, and, it's 2003? Or no, it was before Robert came 2013. Yeah, yeah, something no, like that. 13. So, so Travis... <laughs> Travis drives about three hours yep. from Dayton to come to my house, drop off his car, we get in my car, and we drive out to Baltimore. This is the first time Ryan and I have seen each other. We are jumping in a car literally probably ten minutes after meeting face-to-face. Like, well, let's go. And his, I remember you said your wife was like, well, let me get this straight. Much like you said, Ross. You're going to go drive to someone's house who you've never met. Leave your car there for the weekend. <laughs> then drive out six hours to go to Baltimore and share a room with these guys. I've seen that old forensics file. Huh? Yeah. Like, this is how horror movies are made. And she said, just because you you listen to the podcast and you talk to him on the forums, I said, well, yeah. I mean, I've talked to him and I, I feel like... You know, they're my friends, and it, it has. It's grown because of that. We have a group text that we talk every day. You know, I I know John now because of, of Baltimore, and, you know, John and I, on his pilgrimages, something of that word, when he goes to Columbus, we meet there, and, like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I never would have thought that something, like, you know, listening it was episode three or four and i listened since the beginning but at three or four you guys said we're driving back from mid ohio con i went now wait a minute i was at mid ohio con (laughs) they were there and then they left well they they gotta be from ohio and so that's when that's like when when the wheels started turning was very very early in, in in the episodes and it's been 
Uh, it's it's been amazing, and it's been a pleasure to to know everybody, to meet everybody. I've made friends. I I appreciate it. Uh, that three years ago you let some internet stranger sleep on the floor <laughs> at the hotel room because now now we're here. Hey, we just had to keep the cost down. That's all it was. I, I, I understand <laughs> financial. Decision. And just think, Travis, if you know them three more years, you get the same privilege as me. You get to sleep with them. <laughs> Let's not put the heart. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> the heart before the horse. Yeah, no more Pepsi I know, clear for you. Ryan's sexy. We all know. So the the funny thing too with that story is. Oh, thank you, sir. The funny thing is too is that my wife did not know that I didn't know Travis before he showed up at my house. So. See, I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah. So. So well, also full disclosure. Travis on that trip forgot his ticket to Baltimore Con in the trunk of his car because it was dark at 5:30 in the morning <laughs> to pack the car. So and Chuck wanted picked up at a certain time. Yeah, Chuck wanted to be picked up at seven o'clock, but when we went to go pick Chuck up, he wasn't ready because he had to go do his hair. Um, just saying. So to and mind you, to do his hair to spend six hours in a car with three other guys. Three other guys. So um, no, so. Travis is like, do you think your wife could get me the ticket, you know, scan it and email it to me? I was like, well, let me call her. She went into his trunk, got his, found the ticket, scanned it, sent it over to him, and he was able to get into Baltimore Comic Con. Well, then, so she does all that. I come home, and we're talking about this, going to the show and everything else, and I revealed to her, and I didn't think about it. <laughs> The fact that I had never met Travis before then. So she says to me, wait a minute. So you had some stranger come to our house, you gave him our address, and then you drove for six hours and spent the weekend in a hotel with him. I was like, it's a little creepy when you say it that way. But this, is the, this is normal. Right. This, this is what guys do. Um, so, so, yeah. So And what her statement was this time when you came to the house was, is this the guy that forgot his ticket? <laughs> so, um, so, maybe you should tell, I don't know when this is coming out, maybe you can tell about who you met today yes. to get something for your lovely well, wife. Yes. So, so kind of let you come and bring strangers and not yes. even think about it twice. <laughs> she, um, well, she won't listen to this anyway, so we're good. Um, <laughs> she, my wife supports me on the podcast. She, she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Which is okay. Mine too. Um, so I normally am not one to get autographs from celebrities. It's not really my thing. People that are into that, awesome. Like that's that's really cool. We know we have a few friends that are heavy into that. Um, just not my thing to, to spend money on. Well, this was the exception. My wife and I are coming up on in a week and a half, coming up on 15 years of being married. And life has been a little hectic, so we really have not planned anything big. Uh, and when, we, when we had our 10-year anniversary, we went to London, had an amazing time. But life has just been kind of hectic this year, and we're like, and neither one of us had thought about anything for each other. Well, and I realized I was going to Baltimore Comic Con, and who's going to be there but Sean Astin. Well, my wife went to school at Notre Dame, and she absolutely loves the movie Rudy. So I was like, oh, anniversary gift idea. And a buddy of mine at, at work, uh, Chris, he said to me, I was telling him the idea, and I said, I don't know what to get him to sign. He says, why don't you get a replica helmet? They make like these five-inch size replica helmets. 
from the school, get one of those and have them sign it. So that's what I did. And I went and got in line and uh, met Sean Aston, who, by the way, is one of the nicest guys you could possibly meet. Like, he loves his fans. He's, he was excited to be at Baltimore. Uh, I guess it's at, he actually said it's like, his, I think he said his dad taught here in Baltimore. His, his dad teaches here. Teaches, teaches here. Yeah. And so it's like, he says it's kind of like coming home for him. And uh, he, uh, I told him what the reason I was there. He says, does your wife know that you're here for this? Like, are, does she know that you're doing this for her? And I said, no, she has no clue. She's going to be so surprised. He goes, you just earned major points with your wife. Um, but he took the helmet. He wrote, wrote, uh, put my wife's name on it, and he wrote it in uh, a blue marker. So he got the golden blue. There you go. Uh, he put Go Irish, which my wife will absolutely love. I didn't ask him to do that. He just did it. And then he signed it, and he put Rudy underneath his signature. My wife is going to flip the hell out when she sees that. And it's awesome because my friend at work who mentioned it, he says she can just sit that on her desk and it'll always be there. So, And when he buys that $500 hot toy, she's not going <laughs> to think twice because she's going to have this one. I will deal. never buy a $500 hot well, toy. Well, or a commission or whatever it is. <laughs> he says now. That original art page. That original art page. <laughs> um, but also uh, Rock Skip, uh, which, again, I... I don't have any words for it. I, I don't even know what to say. It's the most one of the most awesome things I've ever received. But speaking of awesome things, and I don't mean to gush about this also, because I know it, it just came from an awesome place for, for you, John. John also gave me an amazing gift this, this weekend. Uh, it was not herpes or crabs. Um, but it, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> those come the later. The is not over. Right. But no, um, as, as anyone that's listened to the show for a while knows, uh, we unfortunately lost Jeremy Dale not that long ago. And uh, I was a big fan of his work uh, and don't really have a lot that he did. Uh, I have one page from Joe that I bought from him directly uh, that he did the uh, comic two-pack uh, page of. And uh, John had a piece... Uh, that he talked with his son uh, Jacob, and uh, it was Ahsoka and Obi Wan Kenobi from uh, the Clone War days, and Ayla Sakura, uh, Twi'lek, all standing there that uh, Jeremy did. And John said they were looking through some of their stuff, and he said, "If there's anyone, much like you said, Rock, if there's anyone that could appreciate this piece, it was going to be Ryan." And he brought that for me again had no, like, for as much as I'm talking right now, I had no words <laughs> for him giving me that piece. Um, it's going to, much like this Kenny Baker piece, it's going to have a place of honor in the studio. Um, I'll be sure to take some pictures and post them on Facebook so people can see see them, but uh, it that was an emotional piece for me, too, as much as this Kenny Baker one is. It's as much as the, uh, the prints that Brian had done. Um, Again, never thought this type of stuff would come out of doing a silly podcast for six and a half years. And Did you think you'd make it to 175 episodes? Hell no! <laughs> Chuck and I didn't think we were going to make it to 10. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, this thing isn't going to end. Um, you know, I'm looking for, I'm already trying to think of what the hell we could do for episode 200. Uh, I know what I would like to do. I don't know if it's going to be possible because it will, again, like you were talking about cost out of pocket. 
Um, it would it's gonna it would cost. I would love nothing better than I, I know I want to steal something. Don't say it. I want to steal Don't something from the Geek Savants. What they did for their two hundredth episode is they rented a room and anyone that wanted to come. Oh Lord, here we go. Did uh, a live episode <laughs> with a bunch of people that traveled and I road don't, trip. I don't know if people would travel out for something like that. I don't know if I can afford to have a, rent a room out someplace, but maybe Cue the music. Maybe something like that for a two hundredth episode. I don't know. Um, but uh, I mean. Yeah, didn't no, did not think we'd reach 175. Like I said, we didn't think we'd reach double digits. We thought we'll do a few episodes, throw it out there, and then yeah, we'll call it a day. Um, and it's been—I'm not gonna lie—it's been hard sometimes uh, through six and a half years to, to still find the motivation to do an episode and stuff because you just—you start getting tired of it sometimes. Does it become a job instead of like a hobby? Yeah, um, and not even so much that. It's just kind of like it's it is time consuming. To your point, Rocket. It, it, That's why I'm saying you you're so selfish in a way that you know to, to give up your time yeah. that you could be spending with your wife, you could be relaxing, you could be doing many other things, and you do it for us, the fans, the listeners. Well, and that's honestly what causes me to. To keep going, a lot of times is like the reactions I've gotten from people, like people that have just, I'll get an email just when I think like yeah maybe we call it quits. I'll get an email from somebody or a Twitter or a Facebook message of a new listener, like or I'll see someone new that just joined the Facebook group and I'm like there's still people finding us and I'm like that's pretty freaking awesome. So um, I don't know what this is all going to turn into years from now. I mean. I, I'm having the YouTube stuff to expand our audience even more. I know the longer we stay out there, even more people are going to find us. Um, I, John knows, and I know you were doing it too, John. Pimping out the show to people this whole weekend. I know Brian's done it. I know Travis has done it. I know Rock's done it. It's, 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 done it's it. kind of funny. You know, everybody knows I, I really enjoy taking photos with cosplayers. Especially the more heinous looking and overweight they are, the better. <laughs> and I love making stupid faces. But there was a really awesome Han Solo cosplayer. And no shit, Ryan, we get a photo. Ryan goes, obviously you like Han Solo. We do a podcast. And he whips out, whips out his wallet and gives my the guy... My wallet. I whipped out my wallet. He whips out his Cue wallet and gives the guy a card. And the guy said he would check it out. But even after we got a photo, you know, he's promoting and you know it's it's nice. I mean, I unfortunately I, I I try to promote it. I retweet every episode. You know, we all do our thing trying to help promote it. I, I'd like to share this to everybody I know. But you know, even like things through this, it's it's awesome to try to have more people you know get involved. I mean, look, your guys, it's the first time coming. This might be your new pilgrimage every year. You know, this is this is, we, this is what we all look forward to all year. It's just it's, it's always a blast. I, I well, do the same thing. Yeah. I wear my Star Joe shirt, and people ask. I give them the whole spiel about the podcast. Yep. Somebody stopped me today, a gentleman with two ch- two children, and he stopped and he goes, "Star Joes, are you fans?" I said, "No, we're podcasters." Because I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently was looking for Larry Hama, who is not here. <laughs> Nitwit. <laughs> now I will say this. Um, Last night we had a very large group at dinner. A lot of our friends that were at, at the uh, with the uh, epic uh, zombie episode last year. <laughs> but I kind of looked around and, and you know I think I said it last year, Ryan. 
we are from all over the place, all over the map geographically. We're all over the place uh, professionally, and uh, it's astounding. It is astounding to sit there and think about the friendships we've made. I said it in the last show, I think. Uh, you know, I when I started this, it was me and a 10-year-old kid walking around with two sketchbooks, hardly knowing where the hell the bathroom was. The kid was his son, though. The, the, the kid... Is, <laughs> <laughs> yes. He the kid is one off the street. <laughs> the three, yeah. The kid, is, the kid was like some ice cream. <laughs> but now, so Get let's... But I do want to fast forward... This is my sixth year uh, coming to Baltimore. Um, obviously, I get to see all all my friends. I get to meet make and meet new friends like Andre. <laughs> I get to, to to know to see creators that we know. Uh, that now that ten year old is now fifteen and a half year old is working as as a booth babe for lack of a better word. Or walking by tables like Chris Russo saying this stuff is all crap and walking away <laughs> with no context at all because he's hilarious and creators think he's funny. But uh, no, it's just uh, Rock almost killed me last night, making me laugh. And, and I, I will say, this is going down so far. This is the greatest con weekend I've ever had, and I've done a lot of these in the last six years at a lot of major conventions. Creators be damned, sketches be damned. Although I've got some really nice sketches, uh, man, this is this is what it's all about. And, and here here's a weird, like surreal moment was for me tonight was we went out to dinner at the Pratt Street Owl House, uh, which is right across from the convention center. It's a tradition tradition every year now that we go to Hooters for lunch on Saturday and we go to the Pratt Street Ale House for dinner one of the nights that we're here. And I'm sitting at the table there. And I've got Andrew Griffith sitting to my left, who's the artist on Transformers. I got Shannon Gallant sitting across from me, who's the artist on Real American Hero. And behind me, I got Brian Shearer, who is the inker and cover artist on Real American Hero. No way in hell did I think 175 episodes ago <laughs> that that would ever happen. These were guys I was. You know, I would be reading their stuff if I wasn't doing the show, never knowing a lick of who the hell they were. And you know, Andrew Griffith's leaning over me, going, "Here's the stuff I'm working on coming up," and and I'm like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> like that was the only thing I think of. Like this is one of the most awesome experiences, hanging out with a bunch of friends and a bunch of creators, and it being what we would consider normal, but it's not. Not fucking normal. <laughs> I do have to say, I really enjoyed getting John to laugh so hard so many times this weekend. They turned so red that we thought we were going to rub two iPhones together and have to jumpstart his heart with it because we thought he was going to pass out. I, I'm not carrying my emergency inhaler, and it is a problem. <laughs> I say, making John laugh this weekend has been one of my highlights of the weekend. I got to tell you, it's things like this. Seeing John laugh makes me so happy. It's just the good times, the good stories. We're still laughing about the guy who got Bill Cosby last year outside the <laughs> outside the press retail house. Yeah. So these are the memories. I can't wait till. I mean, I know we're all around forty-ish. I can't wait till we're all sixty, and we're the old guys, and everybody's laughing. And look at and these old all, guys. We're all dressed as Tarzan. They were, and we're all here. Yeah, we <laughs> you know, and we're sixty years old, being at our twenty-fifth Baltimore con as old, wearing our GI Joe shirts and Star Joe shirts. I look forward to those days of. We bitch instead about our social security checks and 
President Kardashian and everything else. And I, I just, you know, this is like a life, to me, this is like a lifelong thing now. This isn't temporary. This isn't going anywhere. You know, this just gets stronger every year. And it's just, it's, it's a great time. And any of you guys out there who are thinking about going, go. Just come. Talk your wives into it. Let them know you're going to go sleep in a bed with a stranger <laughs> you don't know from an internet radio show you listen to on your phone. Don't worry, honey. I'll be gone three days. I'll be back. Maybe I get violated. Maybe I don't. Maybe I come back with some stains on my t-shirt. Whatever happens in Baltimore stays in Baltimore. But you out there thinking you want to go, go. Put some money away. Come out here. And I'm gentle. I snore a lot, but I'm gentle. Just don't sleep with Travis, because god damn, I want to choke him in the middle of the night. That sleep apnea is so goddamn bad, like a chainsaw. <laughs> Holy shit. I have been told multiple times from my wife that I snore, but when you're married, you don't ever believe, because your wife's like, well, you snore. I'm like, there's absolutely no way. I wake up this morning, I'm half asleep, <laughs> rocks in the bed across from me. He goes, Travis... That is the most unholy thing <laughs> and the most unholy sounds I, that I have heard. I, I turned to Travis. I turned to Travis and I go, "You made noises last night that I've never heard come out of a human being's mouth before." <laughs> but in between snores, all of a sudden you hear, and then, oh, oh, and then, oh, it sounds like he's choking on a footlong, and then it's. And then, uh, uh, and then, oh, thanks for the plug, Rock. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, then he, and then he stops breathing. Like, all that happens, and then you just hear nothing. <laughs> and you're like, is he still alive? What is going on? And, uh, guys, because you make lifelong friends that are willing to stay awake while you snore your life away after being up 21 hours to, to make sure you're alive. Those are the friendships that, that you make. John Thurman saved my life. Heroes Con two years ago, he was so concerned about the many pauses that I did in my sleep, he made me go get a CPAP machine, which just made me feel older. But uh, <laughs> Lord, are we going to record? Are we putting all this on the camera? Old men with issues. I know I sleep with stuff with stuff <laughs> in my nose. So, so that's nice. So if you if you sometimes don't breathe in the middle of the night, yeah. go get a CPAP test. <laughs> Everybody get a sleep study. If you're forty, go that's, get a sleep that, that's what we're saying. Hi, Billy Tucci. <laughs> Billy Tucci just walked by. Yep. Um, so, Rock, you found some good deals today. I, I, I bought a bunch of uh, Walking Dead figures for $5 each. I got some Star Wars comic books from 1980. They were all basically the storytelling of Empire Strikes Back for $4 each. Got some trade paperbacks. I mean, the way I look at it is it costs money to go to the show. 100 for the hotel, gas, tolls. But you, when you buy stuff here, you kind of make that money back in ways. So in a way, some of the stuff kind of balances out. And that's where I look at. You know, I like to collect the of figures, so if I can get some deals on those, it all helps balance out the cost. But in a way, I feel like coming here is priceless anyway because you can't, you can't put a dollar amount on the good times and the memories. So, yeah. you know, buying stuff is all great, but... You know, walk around. I mean, one of my favorite things, walk around with Nick. Nick likes to get cosplay pictures with the hot girls. 
I like the hot messes. If you're a 300-pound She-Hulk, I'm waiting to get my picture with you. If you're a fat Holly Quinn with acne, I can't wait to get my photo with you. Cue the music. No offense to the big but beautiful, but we we like getting the photos with you. And also, if you're a he-she... Power girl. Trans whatever, trans G B L T S U V L G B L S U V whatever you are, and you're a power girl, and you're packing a hog on you, and you're in line with Kevin Eastman. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Thank you for taking that photo of me, you mess. Because a six foot five power girl with a foot long in his pants. Thank you. The five o'clock shadow looks great in the photo. We're putting the explicit tag on this show, aren't we? Just please don't follow oh, yeah. me on Twitter. I will not follow you back. And if you DM me or ask to Snapchat me, I will block you. Six foot five, packing a huge hog, power man, he, she, girl. Sweet Christmas. There was a lot of uh, gender swap cosplay this year, like more than I've seen in any previous year. I, I think I, I think that's all well and good, but I think the disturbing part of that is on the male side of the spectrum, wearing the extremely feminine gear. Yes. Um, when you it doesn't flatter. I don't care if it does flatter you. It's. I'm sorry. It's disturbing, or at least a little question. John, let's cut the shit. I don't need Wonder Woman with a beard. I don't need it. I don't need it. The views of Rockmaster Angelo are not necessarily those of Star Trek podcast. Listen, although so I don't want to see Wonder Woman with beard and shit, hairy legs. Listen, either. it's all it's all feels good when the lights are off. But let's say we like to see the hot cosplayers. We don't mind it. Uh, I, I just want to say, if that's the trade-off for that sexy shredder I saw today, I'll take it. Oh yeah. <laughs> She made that work. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. Um, Did you see She Hulk? <laughs> Did you see She Hulk? It looked like twelve pounds of do- twelve pounds of dog shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> you can't put enough green paint on cellulite. I don't care what Mary Kay or any of these things tell you. Not enough, there's not enough makeup in the world to cover that up. There, he gives you an R2-D2, and this is what he does. <laughs> there, 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 I hijacked the show. We, we've also been enjoying, while we're not sponsors this evening, we have been enjoying a bottle of Captain Morgan Long Island iced tea, which I have to say is rather tasty. It is actually really good. Yeah. Being it, that it, I hail from the great land long. of Long Island, I represent with the beverage of my peoples. <laughs> and we've been, so. yes, I've been imbibing in it as well. <laughs> How, how, how is, uh, are you queuing over there? So, yes, a do you have a drink. Are you, proper, are you proper queuing with your fizzy drinks down there? <laughs> so, evidently, anyone with a CK at the end of their name is very controversial on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, like, what, yesterday, it was, it, it was as great as it was to have Chuck. It is nice to have a little bit of rest so my kids could listen to the podcast occasionally. Right. Yeah, <laughs> not this show. Not, not this one. one. Not the one Daddy's on the podcast, but you're not going to hear it. You can, you can listen to all the pods except for the allowed Italian guy from New York. When he comes on, we mute it. <laughs> Brian's going to be sending me a personal message. Can you make a version where my kids can hear me? <laughs> 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 Brian, you get to, uh, you get to sleep with 
this tonight, buddy. I, I, I think have, it's a good good thing the bottle's empty. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I was thinking to hit the bar to go do some schmoozing here, which we're done. <laughs> I, I have I have no words. <laughs> I had no words earlier for completely different reasons, <laughs> but I have no words now for all new ones. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is no longer Star Joe. <laughs> this is Rock's rant. Rock. Straight. Cue the music. Straight shooting from Rock. You've been listening to Rock Radio, coming to you in 2016. Build a wall podcast. Um, yeah. uh, All right, producer, let's get back on track. All right, let's get back on track, yeah. And um, Nelm The CK thing, I mean, I'm not that offensive. (laughs) My name ends in a CK. Oh, that's true. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You're not packing Z. a hog and I wearing can't. a dress with a beard today. Yes, not. No. no. Yeah, not till later. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Did we just wait till Travis is snoring? <laughs> Nick, there's always an exception to the rule, though. Oh, yeah. So, true that. Also, I'd like to say thank you, John, for mentioning to people about wearing deodorant. I didn't catch up as Confunk, but I do want to tell you guys who goes to a comic book convention at 10 a.m. And as soon as the door's open, you have to shit the place up. <laughs> what kind of savage comes to the comic book convention and has to take a shit as soon as you walk in? Buy some books, buy some toys, get some sketches, get some autographs. Don't run to the bathroom. It's disgusting. You're a ski boots. Thank you for that guy wearing a Super Mario costume. I love walking through your fast spotted. <laughs> so, 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 just for the record, I fully bro- <laughs> I blame Ryan for this. <laughs> this train wreck. So I met Fred Van Lenty. <laughs> How does Fred Van Lenty? Oh, excuse me. How does meeting Fred Van Lenty? Compared to me walking through Super Mario's fart at 10.02 this morning. <laughs> Trying to bring it back on track. Okay, go ahead. The floor is yours, Senator. <laughs> um, no, I've actually met quite a few creators today that were really cool. Uh, Fred Van Lenty, who we had on the show before, uh, I got him to autograph uh, uh, Archer and Armstrong hardcover. And... Uh, I was like, yeah, uh, then really enjoying the book. Also, he looked up and saw the Star Joe shirt, and he was just like, I was like, I don't know if you remember, like, interviewing with us. And he goes, oh, yeah, I remember you guys. And we talked for a few minutes and everything else. Really cool guy, if you ever have a chance to, to meet him. He's actually, isn't he also doing the uh, Assassin's Creed? He's working on the Assassin's Creed Templars book, I believe. Okay, yeah. So, um, got to meet Greg Pak, uh, who uh, did um, uh, Planet Hulk. And I had a hardcover of that, and he actually drew a Hulk inside, even though he's not an artist. Uh, he's like, with the hardcovers, I always draw something in there. And uh, he's doing Kingsway West right now, which is a miniseries from Image. And uh, I read the first issue and brought it, brought it for him to sign, and it's definitely worth something checking out. Um, really awesome art. Second, that book is great. Yeah. That first issue was amazing. I don't, do you know? Do you remember who the artist is on it, though? Shit, I don't. Um, <coughs> I know the art is fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna be there in a hot second. All right. So, uh, so he signed that, and he, he actually had like a, a card promoting the, the miniseries. Also, he, he grabbed one of those and signed it. Uh, Aftershock. I went to the Aftershock book, uh, booth because Travis, you mentioned uh, that you know if you 
Uh, for anyone that doesn't know this, there's a book that came out recently from Aftershock called Animosity, which is about a bunch of animals that became uh, sentient and uh, in the world, and some of them decide to attack humans, and some of them decide you know, to defend humans and everything else. Um, well, it sold out, and then the second printing came out, and that sold out, and then the third printing came out, and that sold out. So Aftershock was here, and they actually had where if you bought $20 worth of stuff from them. Which it seemed like, and I, Tony took me over, because Tony had talked to them at the retailer summit. It seemed like they had at least one of every book from their yeah. catalog. Uh, I'm sorry for him, but like, no. if you spent $20, you were able to get the Aftershock Baltimore variant for free. And I know I personally That's picked... That's a value up, book right now. And I, yeah. I, I picked up five number ones that I'm, I'm going to try to uh, to see what uh, what sticks, what doesn't. and uh, Because all of their books are really all over the board, too. So it's not just straight superheroes. Uh, Tony made the comparison to me. It, it has the feel of uh, the original image uh, 20 yeah. years ago. A lot of creator-owned... Yeah, not really the superstar breakoff, but hey, you know, we're gonna make books. We're gonna put them out, and they've got some good. They got some good names on some of them. They have some top talent. Cool. They got Garth Ennis. They got Palmiotti and uh, and Connor. Yeah, they got they they got names that I would not expect a, a new comics company yeah. to have. They have some real talent and some real talent development. Yeah. So so I I picked up um, uh, Rough Riders, which was a book I was interested in. Uh, when I first saw it, and I just didn't pre-order the number one, so I didn't worry about getting any. I was like, well, maybe I'll get the trade later or something like that. Well, they had all five issues of the miniseries there. But what Rough Riders was, it was Teddy Roosevelt, back in the day of Teddy Roosevelt. He gathers together a bunch of other uh, historical figures, I think like uh, Tesla's in it and everything else, and they hunt monsters and ghosts and things like that. So I thought that was a cool concept. Um, and then... Uh, there's uh, Black Eyed Kids uh, was one of the titles. They had the whole miniseries there. And this was based on, uh, it was, I got to talk to the writer of it, and it's based on um, uh, urban legend. Uh, kind of similar to like a vampire, how a vampire has to be en- uh, en- welcome to enter your house. These kids, the urban legend has that these kids would show up at someone's house and knock on their door. The person would open up the door and they would ask you know, can I use your phone, or uh, I need some help, or whatever like that, and the person would invite them in, because they're a little kid, they look they look cold, they look scared, and once they enter the house, the person would get a sense of feeling very uneasy, and then they would notice that there's something not right about these kids, and what's not right about them is the pupils of their eyes are completely black, there's not normal eyes in there. And a lot of them would flee the house and then come back with police or something like that, and nobody would be there. So he took this concept of these black-eyed kids and created a whole story around it. So it's a, it's a horror book. And so I thought, well, that sounded interesting. So I, I picked up that many series. And since you do, to what Travis is saying, since you do spend at least $20, you get a sketch variant cover of Animosity Number 1. Uh, the kind of uh, convention edition, which again is a very hot book right now. So, um, so that was really cool. I mean, like I said, it was fun talking to the, the writer to kind of get an idea of what the book was about. And so, 
going back to Jog, uh, the the off, or, I'm sorry, the artist on Kingsway West is um, Mirko Kolak. Okay. M I M I R K O C O L A K. So Not I I probably butchered the pronunciation. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, no one I've ever heard of before, but uh, the art was really good on the title. So, um, like I said, it's a mini series. So if you if you can pick it up, pick it up. Uh, if you want to, you can also wait for the trade. And uh, but I, I definitely love the the first issue was really really strong, and it's a world building story. So it's like the old west with magic involved, and the country's kind of set up a little differently. It, it's just got a really cool feel to it. It's like the old west meets you know there's some like Game of Thrones elements to it. There's uh, I don't know. It's, kind of hard to describe, like old samurai style stuff in it and everything, so. Um, anyone else pick up anything like cool or a new title that you wanted to try or something new you saw? What were some of the titles you picked up, Travis, from Aftershock? Do you remember some of them? Uh, Rough Riders, Black Eyed Kids, Insects, uh, what was that one on the end with the monster? Oh, American Monster. American Monster. American Monster. And animosity uh, because they had a, a regular animosity. That wasn't was the regular first print cover. I'm not sure what that was. That, that was, was the uh, third print cover. Was it okay? Yeah. I picked up that because you know here in the buzz. Well, I want to you know I want to read that, and uh, so I got I got those five and then with my my freebie. So uh, I'm excited. You know I, I, I because if I like it or like any of them, I. I've got my dealer with me. Ryan made a good point. When, <laughs> when you bring your, when you, when, well, you don't bring, but when you're the manager of your comic store, your local LCS is with you, and it, it's like bringing your, your dealer with, with your drugs. You just say, hey, I need this, I need this, I need this, and then he goes, cha-ching, cha-ching, add, add, add. <laughs> it, it's a very symbiotic relationship, but I'm it's, going it's to. It's working out great for me, honestly. <laughs> Anyone else find any uh, like issues or, or things you think you might go back and check out, like the creator, like indie creators were making? Or I'll say I'm going back to Dean Kotz again next year. That guy is just killing it for us. Oh my yes. God! He I is agree. the unofficial Star Joe's artist yeah. Yeah, that's not on our show. Yes. Um, yeah, I, we uh, could change that. <laughs> no, I, I'd say the one thing to go that I'd go back to is. We've had we've met a slew of creators this weekend, some names and some names that people will recognize and maybe some that aren't. Yeah. That uh, we look forward to getting on the show sooner than later. Uh, a lot of buzz. I really appreciate everybody wearing the Star Joe shirts, other than those of us that are actually hosting the show. Yeah. That was that was awesome. It, the last two days, there have been at least I don't know a half dozen. And, multiple people wearing shirts and multiple people stopping me to say what is that about or what does that mean again giving out the cards but uh, but I think again some of the people getting to meet some of those creators or some of the guys I've known for a while that because we've had other creators on they've actually listened which is kind yeah. of like to your point it's kind of crazy that now maybe people come to us that want to get on the show yeah. so I, I'm excited about that yeah um, I know we've talked about uh, several people like you said this, this convention like and, and it's one of those things like now it's like okay I'm, I want this I want them all on so it's like okay when can we get everybody on like if, if, I think a, a listener reached out to us one time and said what would it take for you to do an episode just to do the show all the time 
and unfortunately it was a lot of money and they thought it was ridiculous. But um, but it it really is one of those things like if I could do an episode every day, I would because it's, it is fun to do. It's, it's just a blast to, to do the show. Um, and it's, it's honestly because of the friendships and it's because of people coming on. Like We're not adding any more hosts, but it's still awesome to have people like Travis come on. It's fun to have... Um, you know, all the, the or Nick, or Nick, been on several times. Or, or Eric's been on a few times and things like that. So it's it's really cool to have people that step in, so that it's not just uh, we get different perspectives and everything else. So so there's no chance of me getting a fifth chair. No. Well, then you know what? What's on Joe Mind? Shout out to Gary. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Irizarry. Shout out to Justin Bell. And shout out to the lovely other co-host that Joe Colton. Joe Colton. Joe Colton. Joe Colton. I met her at uh, Cosplays of Scarlet. Fifth chair tryout. Holla. Give your boy a shout. <laughs> we already have our fifth. They're not listening to us. <laughs> I will. I will say though, um, for anyone that thinks that we have any type of <laughs> going back to the comic, if we have any animosity towards what's in your mind, we don't. Um, Love those guys. Yeah, they're, they're awesome guys. They, they'll they mention us. We mention them. Funny thing. I mean, if we could sidetrack, I got to admit, the first time I heard you guys, well, I actually heard What's on Joe Mind was when it was, what was that other guy, that network you guys tied into for a little while? Geek, oh, uh, Geekcast Radio. Geekcast Radio. I got to tell you, when I first heard those guys, I couldn't stand them. But then I downloaded their episode and then I realized it, they're not at least it was jokes it was inside jokes but I didn't realize it was inside jokes because I didn't listen to it I love their podcast now and I look forward to them recording more and uh, you know hopefully one day I do get to meet those guys but that's another thing I wouldn't have listened to those guys without you guys so that's what I'm saying like these podcasts lead to other things and you know that's what makes this, this whole hobby great I mean I know it's in a way I consider this like a hobby of mine listening to these podcasts and Interacting I, through Twitter, I will say I will still always give them shit for their app, their tagline to saying that they're the longest uh, GI Joe podcast running because they started after us and the, and their their little loophole is well you guys cover more than GI Joe well you guys talk about fantasy football an awful lot so I'm in that fantasy football league so no comment <laughs> Long um, Island RHPs represent. <laughs> But, uh, Speaking but no. of, that's the name of my team. That came from a joke on a What's on Joe Mind on this show. On this show. They came on our show. And and, and they love bringing up a fact that my team name is started on a joke that didn't even have to do with their podcast. Yeah. It's a small world in a way of friendship. The, the inside jokes that we have from this show are also one of the things you just never thought about. Um, but I can't, I can't even think about, like... When, they, when we talk about, oh, you're going to meet a certain creator. Like, I'm excited to go see meet Kevin Eastman. First thing that pops in my mind is that someone's going to make a comment about, are you going to have to sign your RHP? <laughs> I just, it's, it's because of the whole Larry Hama thing and everything else. Ryan, quick question. Yeah. How many signatures are on your penis? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Zero. Brock just wants to know how many he has to blow off here tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Brock will find out later. I will say it was, speaking of your dealer being here, it was really awkward walking into the room and you were on your knees in front of your dealer. <laughs> oh. Yes. I mean, Are we going to edit this too? No. You know, 
You'll do the editing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Brock's on the five stages of drunk right now. Anger, and now he's happy. <laughs> um... No, anyone else like meet somebody like meet any of the creators? I, the the thing that I've noticed about this convention too is like every you know it's a really packed, really intense convention, but most of the people want to meet the new hot talent. That, but there's still the thing that's cool about this convention is there's a lot of classic the old creators. Guard. Yeah, the, the old guard is here, and it's it's really cool to meet them. And those are the ones I'm usually excited to meet. Um, have you guys? Did you guys meet anyone today that? I think we met the hot talent years ago. Oh yeah, that's the amazing thing. One of the longest lines here this entire weekend has been for, I'll say, friend of the podcast, or at least a podcast brother in yeah. arms, in Tom King. We all met Tom King when most of us met Tom King when he was pushing a hardback book called A Once Crowded Sky. It's he on Amazon. Check it out. And he was he was selling that book and giving away DVDs to further the cause and now he's writing Batman and his line went on and on and on it's amazing and I'm really happy for him I'm excited for him but it's crazy to think there's a picture of me and Tom Grubb and Keith Knudsen I think from a show where again he was just selling this little book and trying to get comic work and now he's now he is one of the names of this show and that that's yeah, one of the things that I look back over the five or six years yeah. and say that is just and again I'm, I'm thrilled for him that it's working oh, out yeah. the way it has it's crazy, it's crazy. I saw the, the advertisement for New York Comic Con because it's Batman Day is also going on during New York Comic Con and the names on the marquee were Frank Miller Scott Snyder Greg Capullo Tom King and like he is with granted Frank Miller's a little senile and crazy now but he is with like like you were saying, a, a brother in podcasts. That he he is now at that level where it's he, he's a he's a key player. Well, and and they also uh, I saw a picture that he took when they did the uh, rebirth announcement, and they showed this picture of all the creators that were there when they did the rebirth uh, live announcement. And there's Tom with standing next to Jim Lee. Scott Snyder, Dan Deal, Dan Deal, like Jeff Johns. I'm like, I know Tom. <laughs> I read Tom's book. What is he doing there? <laughs> but to his credit, like you were saying, John, he worked hard to get where he's at. He deserves it. His his writing, uh, you know, he did Omega Men. He did uh, uh, Grayson, Vision, Vision, uh, Sheriff of Babylon. Like he got some critical acclaim for the for these books that no one probably cared too much about. Because um, let's face it, they, they were side character type books. Um, but they got noticed. And then they are like, let's put this guy on Batman. And you've got a guy who was in the CIA. He, he knows like espionage and all that type of stuff. What better guy to put on a Batman book than someone that has that type of background? So I, I couldn't be happier for um, and I hope more of these creators that, uh, to your point, John, some of these creators like Dean Cops and some of the other ones that we've, we've met that are, like, just struggling at Artist Alley just to get some attention and everything else, but are really good. I hope, you know, five years from now we're talking about some of them. 
uh, being on just some amazing books. So you just never know. I always try to make a point to visit the Silver Age guys. You don't have many Golden Age guys anymore. Yeah. Uh, when I first started attending cons, you'd see Martin O'Dell and uh, Dick Giordano and uh, even Herb Chipper. You know, those guys are gone now. So uh, the uh, one big, uh, I have a, also have a He-Man themed sketchbook. So Ron Wilson is a big guy to visit because he did the Marvel comics back in the day. So uh, you don't see many of those guys at the shows anymore. So it's always important yeah. to. At least, you know, go say hey to them and uh, let them know you appreciate what they did for Yeah. Just in case you don't see them again in another show. Yep. I had a, a good little conversation uh, to what JP was saying uh, with Ramona Friedman today. Uh, she is an amazing woman. Drew Metamorpho way back in the day. But you know, it, Way back in the day. Long before any of us were born. Right. And... You know, I, I had talked to her because uh, Metamorpho had a Power Records song, and I, I was telling her about the theme song, and she goes, oh, I know about Metamorpho's theme song. And it's, it's crazy just to hear, you know, just, just to, you know, we've, we've all said it before in podcasts, but just to say thanks. Like, I'm not the biggest Metamorpho fan, but, man, it was, he's a cool, you know, cool character, and it was just, you know, nice talking to her. She, you know, it was very short but it was just very to the point, you know, thank you for what you did, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I appreciate what you did, and, and, you know, she was very kind, and it, it was just a great little, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes. That's awesome. Anyone else have anything that they want to say from the con, uh, anything else could happen today, or? I give a shout out to Chris Campbell for getting me Tom King's autograph without having to stand in his line. <laughs> shout out to the three girls working the cosplay poker booth. Yes. I do want to mention a few people that I that I saw that couldn't be here. You know, obviously we met. Uh, we spent a lot of time with Eric Grubb, uh, and, and his son was with him uh, most of the day. Wow. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm sorry to break news. Tom King won a Harvey Award tonight. Nice, um, nice, well deserved. Um, I saw Hassan, who uh, we know well. Uh, Daryl Taylor, Mike Myers, uh, with his wife Barb. Supposedly, there might be—I'm not holding my breath—but there might be a Keith Kamitzin sighting tomorrow. We miss you, Keith. We love you, Keith. We want to see you again. Ran into, um, ran into Alan. Yeah. Alan. Um, trying to remember all the all who we met uh, or saw. Um, God, I feel like I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, Andre. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's awesome because every year it seems like there's a usually anywhere from between 15 and 20 of us that know each other and come here. It, it's just an awesome show. It's a very comic focused show. Even with some of the media guests that they bring in, it's it's really focused on the, the creators and the artists. And, uh, and it, it's one of the few shows I say that really really focuses on the comics themselves. So it's not like a Wizard World. No, not like Wizard World at all. So uh, it reminds me. It just reminds me yeah. of the old Mid Ohio Con. Oh yeah, the last two I yeah the last two that they had before they went to Wizard World. Yep. Wrestling fans, do not wear a Bullet Club shirt to uh, a convention. You will too sweet about 40 people. And like as I told Ryan, it was awesome for about the first 20. 
after about 21 to 40, it was not too sweet anymore. <laughs> you got to meet Sonny today. Well. I did get to meet Sonny. Uh, Sonny was my childhood or teenage crush growing up. He had a very, uh, I, I totally fanboyed. Tony can, can attest to this. I, you know, we had a good conversation about her career, about about her book. Uh, she has an autobiography. Um, it, they discussed her hair at length. Her extensions. <laughs> uh, you her tell her how many times you whacked your bag to her? <laughs> that was oh, yeah, the how, many, <laughs> how many crusty socks your mom had to wash? That, that was the post-wrestling career. So she's all for that one. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just it asking. Didn't, it didn't come up. Oh, oh. rim shot. Well, I'm going to mention her name because she didn't. She was shocked when we talked about her uh, last year on the Baltimore kind of recap show. Olivia Ten had dinner with us last night. Very oh, nice, yeah. Olivia. Very nice, Olivia. She was awesome, and yes. she got to meet everybody. Several that weren't there last year at the at the Pratt Street Zombie episode, but uh, but she seemed very shocked. And so I showed her on the StarJoes.com website where the episode was so she could listen to it. So, yeah. Olivia, I'm putting you here right at the end. You can listen to two and a half hours of some of the most uh, <laughs> it's uh, not insane that banter that we've had on this show ever. And, uh, yeah. Shout Olivia. out to Olivia. Yeah. Olivia, you're awesome. I caught three Dratinis. So I want to give a shout out to the entire Baltimore Comic Con staff and volunteers for handling the fire alarm yeah. with grace, tact, and skill. Yeah, for because sure. that could have been a logistical nightmare, and they got everybody out of the building and back in in a short amount of time, safely and calmly. Yeah. Well, we're giving shout-outs. I really want to thank Grub for picking me up at the airport and showing me the way the first day. <laughs> that was a big help. I, I'm, I'm not known for knowing my way around large cities or even small cities, for that matter. So he made it a lot easier for me to get get to where I needed to be. Thanks for that, and also. The kids, uh, Catherine and Brian, uh, my kids, I've got to thank them for, for uh, allowing me to switch weekends with their mom and be able to get here, and uh, hopefully they'll get to hear about 10 seconds of this podcast. <laughs> it's exactly 10 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. The end of it. <laughs> and I can't wait to break your Baltimore con virginity with getting your picture taken with Tarzan. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, damn it, Rock, I was trying to get my kids to listen to the last 10 seconds. <laughs> For the record, no one's had a Tarzan sighting this weekend, and we're starting to get a little concerned. Right, because he, he was an older gentleman. and uh, He may be in plain clothes all week, and we'd be none the wiser. That's true. An addendum to John's going to Comic-Con. If you're a 60-year-old man that wears nothing but a loincloth... God bless you. Rock wants to meet you. Rock wants <laughs> Please. to meet you. Don't come here anymore. <laughs> we don't need to see this. The grape smuggling. Where do you keep your money? We don't want to know. <laughs> you want to meet him. I have already met him. Numerous of times. <laughs> we, don't, uh-huh. we don't need to see 60-year-old men in loincloths. <laughs> That'll be rocking. <laughs> 20 years. Now, again, this is the gentleman that said he wants to be doing this in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just be in the Ric Flair robe in my underwear going, uh, yeah. That'll be a sight to see. Anyone else have anything they want to say before we close? Thanks for John for letting me crash this house a number of times at this show. And uh, 
at Richmond shows and meeting Brian for the first time. I met most of everyone else before. Uh, my first podcast recording as well. So that's uh, so rocky. You got to pop my chair on one thing. So. Thank you. I just want to give another shout out to my son, Rock Jr. I love you. And my wife, thank you for letting me go by myself to enjoy my friends. Thank you. Love you too. All right, we got to shout out to all our families and my wife, Jill, kids, Natalie, and so forth. Thanks for letting me get away. <laughs> <laughs> my wife tries to get rid of me, so I don't know what to tell you. I'll talk about <laughs> All right, well, we'll go ahead and uh, give out our information. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on Facebook. There's a fan site and a group page. Uh, if you request to be part of the group, I'll approve it the second I see it. Uh, become, become part of the community. It's growing every day, and people are posting like crazy. Um, find us at Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. Uh, you can email us, and we will read it on the show. It's Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. And you can leave us a voicemail will play it on the air. I do have a voicemail that someone left. Uh, it's not it. a wrong number? It's not a wrong number. Hot damn. Uh, but I'll play it next time. It was, it was nice and short and to the point. Uh, but, but it was really cool because it was from someone we've never heard from before. Cool. Um, so I'll play that next time when we're more in the studio setting. Um, and uh, you can find us on uh, Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices uh, as well as Podbean app. Uh, and then you can also uh, leave us an iTunes review. Uh, gives the show more exposure. Uh, and really, the big thing that gives the show more exposure is doing things like uh, everyone here has done, which is tell other people about the show. If you're on Twitter, retweeting when you see a new episode popping up. Uh, just telling people about the show is, is really how, how the word got spread around this far. Because um, we really didn't do much to promote it other than tell people about it. Wait, so. Keith Knudsen just tweeted me. He said, Forum for Geeks. Please check Forum for Geeks. <laughs> the poor Forum for Geeks that uh, expired uh, years ago. Still go check Forum for Geeks. <laughs> um, we have merch. Yes, we do have merchandise. Uh, you can go to starjoes.com and on the right hand side you'll see Starjoes merchandise. Where you can get uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs. Uh, a couple people here have sported uh, shirts from the site, uh, so they can attest to it. JP's wearing one right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so check that out. And uh, can't think of anything else, John. How can they find you? Sure, you can reach me at Twitter, John underscore Thurman. Facebook, John Thurman. That's J O N. Virginia Comic Con. Got a really exciting lineup. Uh, weekend of weekend of Halloween, October 29-30, I believe. We just announced the Philbot Brothers, some of my favorite guys in the business, and Star Joe's alum now, Greg Shegel. Yeah. I was really excited to be able to get Greg to come in. Uh, he's going to take the train down. I'm going to take him out for barbecue for a few nights to, to get that southern thing going for him out of, out of New York. But... Uh, yeah, but besides uh, the Phil Box and Greg, we've also got uh, uh, Howard Chaikin, Mark Wade, Tom King, Denny O'Neill, cast of others, I'm sure. But uh, if you are interested in that show, we'd love to have you. The website, more information is vacomicon.com. 
Okay. And if you want to find uh, Shannon's stuff or Robert's stuff, uh, just Google them. That's good. <laughs> and if we didn't cover it this time, we'll cover it next. Right. So with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Chris Campbell, take two.